Hi friend, welcome to the Quiet Connections podcast. Do you feel anxious and not good enough in social situations? Feel like you're weird, broken or don't fit in? You are not alone. Join Hayley and Stacey on a journey to quiet confidence. Picking up key insights to help you feel more calm and confident. So you can finally speak up, join in and feel like you belong too. Hello, it's Stacey here and welcome to the Quiet Connections podcast. Are you looking for a relaxing way to help calm your thoughts, process your feelings or express who you are? Well, a gentle writing practice might just be what you've been searching for. In today's episode, I speak with writer and wellbeing workshop facilitator, Emily Wheeler, all about the benefits of writing for our wellbeing. We explore how writing can help with self-reflection, gaining clarity, expressing our needs, and Emily shares some wonderful quick tips to help you get started with writing today. So let's get to it. Hi, Emily. It's so nice to have you join us today. How are you doing? Hiya. Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to having a chat with you today and finding out more about how writing can benefit our well-being and how it can be a really good tool for those who are in our quiet community. So to start with, Emily, would you mind sharing with us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I, um, I'm based in Falmouth. I moved down here last summer and I run writing for wellbeing workshops and mindful journaling workshops. And I've run those alongside my own freelance writing work. Amazing. So you've also just set up your own community interest company as well, haven't you? Yeah, so really, really recently in the last week or so, I've kind of transitioned into formally registering my community interest company which is called Strength in Feathers. It's all about using writing for well-being both in the community workshops that I do as well as doing like creating lots of resources for online. I love the name Strength in Feathers. You have to tell me what was the inspiration behind that? Oh thank you. Um, sure I'm not completely sure. I think it kind of came from a few places that I've sort of brainstorming and ideas and things that I like and I think when I when I sort of stumbled upon that one I really liked it for it's sort of similar to strength in numbers but then also I really like the idea of strength being able to be something quite delicate and and the feathers reminded me of sort of quills and writing and things like that so oh, I cool. don't know quite how we got to it but yeah it just seemed right once I once I found it. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And I love the the reference to how strength can be something more gentle. To me, that feels like an inner strength and a more compassionate and, and kinder approach that we can take to our well-being. Yeah, and I think it's it's really important. So much branding is all about being so out there and in your face. And sometimes it's nice to some of the most successful sort of companies and brands that really resonate with people sometimes are just simple. Yeah, I love that. And obviously, that's the approach that we've taken here at Quiet Connections as well. So bring in that sense of calmness and celebrate those quieter qualities. Yeah, we've got similar, similar colour schemes, haven't we? Kind yeah. of, I think, very similar ideas. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I'd love to know, Emily, is 
how writing has come to be a well-being practice for you. What has your journey been? Um, I think I've always done writing and always really enjoyed it. Kind of when you get, I think when, at school you kind of quite often get split into are you a maths person or are you an Englishy person or are you sporty or or are you arty and all that kind of thing and which is such kind of silly segregations but I was in English and writing was my thing because I felt comfortable with it I think it's I think I used to do lots of writing writing stories and things with my mum when I was little that's something that we kind of would have done she's a primary school teacher um so (laughs) we've got hundreds of little notebooks at home full of my stories about all sorts which are always fun to go back and read oh that's so lovely yeah and then I, I kind of kept on with the English and writing theme and developed it more and more and all my work kind of came to be around writing and I was doing bits of copywriting for businesses as well as some creative writing I did a creative writing master's and then sort of doing bits of creative writing on my own projects as well and realized that while I was I was running the copywriting business and starting to teach writing to businesses about how they could do their website copy or their email marketing copy and things like that I realized that actually what what I enjoy most is the delivering workshops and working with people and building their confidence in their writing and communication and all that kind of thing and I met some amazing women who worked in the well-being industry and realized that that's so important to me and I, I just began to research writing for well-being and instantly sort of thought why haven't I put these together sort of explicitly before I think you kind of implicitly know that it's good for you to sit down and do some writing but yeah to actually put them together and and acknowledge that it's important to spend time on your well-being and that writing can be a nice creative way to do that yeah when I was a teenager I used to write a lot of poetry and religiously kept a diary as a way to help me process and express all of the emotions that I was feeling at that time and to say the things that I couldn't that I felt like I couldn't say out loud And it's something that I still enjoy doing today as a way to help me explore and look at some of the the underlying feelings or emotions that I might be experiencing and to bring those up to the surface, to get to know them a little bit more, understand how or what what might be going on for me, how I'm feeling and, and using it as a way to, I think, just really help get to know myself a little bit more and I think it can be a great tool for us to use in order to do that yeah it's a really nice self-reflective practice to develop and once you get into it it's quite easy as well to begin with it feels a bit strange but once it becomes a normal thing to do it's it's really lovely I'm like I'm sure people people who've tried meditation have maybe felt the same way that to begin with it feels a bit of an unusual thing to do because we haven't trained ourselves to do it before yeah um but then it becomes really valuable and kind of second nature yeah I love what you said there and it comes back to this thing that I say all the time which is that everything is a practice like we don't do something for the first time and have it you know and it it doesn't always feel like it comes naturally to us it's not always going to feel that easy to begin with necessarily but it's about giving ourselves that space just to have a go and to start getting curious about how 
it might actually be a beneficial activity or exercise for us to use. Yeah, exactly. And it's once you take the pressure off as well and realise that it's not, in this instance, the kind of writing that I mainly focus on, the writing for wellbeing is not about the finished product. It's about the process of doing it and whether it makes you feel feel better in the moment but also tapping into things and maybe discovering things about yourself or a certain situation or just gaining a bit of clarity that's the important thing you're not trying to create a beautiful masterpiece bit of writing that um, everyone's going to read I quite often encourage people there's one exercise that we do in my workshops where you do a kind of brain dump scribble free writing page and then I say to people we're going to screw this up at the end so nobody's going to see it we're going to screw it up and run it under a tap and throw it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it completely removes the pressure doesn't it and I think you're absolutely right when you say that it's about doing it for the process in fact one of my favorite gentle reminders that I've learned over the last few years is do it for the process and trust the process yes it's finding ways to turn that self-censorship off isn't it which is such a challenge but a really nice thing when you can do it yeah there are lots of writing exercises like writing writing to music and things like that that I've done before that you get a bit carried away yeah and just allowing yourself to be in the moment and allowing their authentic expression to come through yeah exactly and you've just mentioned allowing yourself to be carried away and that's just reminded me of a TED talk I've watched by Charles Lim who is a neuroscientist I believe and he did this study of brain scans of people playing memorized music versus improvised music and The brain scans demonstrated that when we're in that state of flow and we're improvising, then the parts of our brains that are self-censoring, they shut down, whilst the parts that are autobiographical and related to our authentic self-expression are activated and full of energy. That TED Talk sounds amazing. You'll definitely have to put a link so can we go and have a watch later. (laughs) Yeah, it was really interesting. Like that completely makes sense about different parts of the brain, whether you're trying, I can imagine being sat at a piano or whatever instrument and playing something that has to be perfect and a precise piece that you've learned and then going into sort of improv mode. I can imagine that that makes so much sense. Now you've said it, that your brain will be on sort of, it's like on a different level, on a different program, even though you're actually doing the same physical kind of, you're sat playing the piano. And I wonder how that applies to writing. That would be fascinating to think about because I suppose, I wonder if it's sort of similar to like editing and trying to create a perfect story or article or publication that's for other people and just free writing and doodling. And I always joke with people in my workshops that my my handwriting, if you look in my sort of organiser diary, I've got really, really neat handwriting. Um, And then when I'm free writing, which, because I join in with the workshops, we do our 10 minute like free write exercise and I'll just sit and write too. Mm. And my writing gets so scruffy, you know, it loops and all sorts (laughs) of things and you can't read it. And it, it is a very different process. Yeah, it is a different process. It's much freer in some ways, isn't it? And, um, 
this is why I love using any activities that do help to encourage us to be in that state and using them as tools to help us connect with who we truly are and help us express ourselves. So you've already mentioned free writing and writing to music as some exercises we could try. So what advice would you have for someone within our community who perhaps wants to start using writing for their well-being but is experiencing those mental blocks that perhaps getting in the way they're a little bit concerned about what might come up or um, feeling a little bit judgmental of what it is that they are writing what what advice or tips would you have for them to help them get started oh that's a good question um I think just I think starting small is is really important and especially when our attention spans now everybody's are quite short we're so used to the online stuff and just little short bits of text to suddenly from no practice go and sit down and write for a whole half an hour even is actually really quite a strenuous thing to do if you're not used to it so maybe just getting like a really little like this you know these really cute little notebooks something Mm. small and you could even take it with you like out on a walk or just have it in a cafe somewhere or obviously at the moment it would be at home or maybe on a walk um but just starting just doing one page at a time and you could start with something quite objective like you could be describing something around you and then from that it's sort of like I challenge anybody to be able to write write a description of the room they're in without without becoming a little bit descriptive and putting their own self into it because you just do you get carried away so maybe just starting with some really small little little things like that on a small notebook (laughs) don't give yourself too big a challenge to start off with I love that yeah because that's really breaking it down into it's about starting with those really small steps that doesn't feel too daunting that doesn't feel too overwhelming it's giving yourself that permission to start really small and then to grow gradually yeah I think it's we just need to give ourselves that chance because you wouldn't decide to run a marathon and go and run the whole thing at once and <laughs> that is very true that couch to 5k app doesn't get you doing 5k on the first day no. it does stop walking I'm not sure it shows how long it's been since I tried to do it <laughs> yeah I I completely agree with that and that's very much the approach that we like to take here as well we call it our comfort zone stretch yeah that's a perfect way of describing it just take the first step there's a lovely Charlie Maxey drawing at the moment isn't there going around being I can't see the way forward but I can see just the next step and that's enough you can take that (laughs) yeah I love his illustrations yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) so as you know, many of the people that we work with struggle with expressing their needs or voicing their thoughts or their feelings. Um, mind blank is a common experience for a lot of us, especially in those situations where we feel uncomfortable. And you've already mentioned earlier that regular writing practices can help offer us a sense of clarity and reflection. So could writing be another tool that we can use to help support ourselves in expressing and saying what we feel like we need to or what we want to in certain situations? Yeah, I think that might be a really nice sort of 
preparation for if mm. I know we're sort of talking about different things you can have you can have challenges voicing yourself in a specific situation with the conflict and then you can have you know just challenges on an everyday level and I'm, I'm trying to think about both but if it's if it's about resolving a specific issue or maybe a, a particular conversation you're nervous about I think writing it down and first of all being really sure of what what you think and what you want to say because I'm sure I'm sure lots of people can remember kind of a time where you've said something and then you think afterwards mm -hmm. well, why did I say that that wasn't that didn't actually reflect how I felt like oh I could have said oh, this yeah. later <laughs> yeah yeah I've had that conversation with myself so many times yeah I think we all do that and if it's a conversation that you sort of know is going to happen which I know we can never plan things exactly but if you know something that you need to tackle or ask then it can be I think really helpful to make sure you know what you think first and mm. by writing that down that would be a way that it would help me because brainstorms are my way of solving everything <laughs> it just really helps me to get everything get the words on paper and then map it out from there and also letter writing I'm a little bit obsessed with I love letter writing and if it's to a specific person you don't you don't have to send the letter but it can be a nice idea to write things down to sort of think what you actually want to communicate when you have that time to sit and edit and redraft and all that kind of thing and then even you know some situations it is appropriate to to draft an email or a letter and then send that and say I would find this difficult to talk about face to face but this is how I feel um, and I'd love to hear your response. Yeah and I've actually done that before so um a number of years ago when I would still really shut down whenever it came to sharing emotions or expressing my needs or sharing anything that felt vulnerable for me, um, my partner actually bought a notebook for me to help me communicate those things with him. And the idea was that I could write it down in the notebook and then leave the notebook on his pillow for him to read later on. And then there was the option of he responds with writing or we could physically talk about it. And that was super helpful in opening that door for me and feeling more safe in communicating those things, um, those things that I felt uncomfortable sharing and, and voicing out loud. And actually, we, we, we only used the book like three or four times before we didn't need it anymore. So that was a really helpful tool to start using, to start opening the door and yeah, I've, I've had a number of clients use similar approaches before and have reported back saying how helpful that was for them too. I think the more you start to do it, the more you start to write things down, you realise how useful it can be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you think of more and more ways that, oh, actually, yeah, I could get around that challenge by writing about it or, oh. or using writing <laughs> in a different way. Yeah, exactly. Well, You've shared some amazing tips and ideas for exercises already that we can all have a go at and they all sound lovely. I'm actually going to have a go at the writing to, to music exercise later on. That sounded really exciting. So to start wrapping things up, if you could send a message back to your younger self, what would you say? Oh, that's a tricky question. <laughs> Oh, I think I would like to just tell my younger self to 
just try and relax learn how to relax and slow down and not worry about what other people are thinking because most of the time other people aren't thinking about you they're thinking about themselves probably (laughs) (laughs) and not to be so sort of self-conscious which isn't isn't particularly connected to writing it's that's kind of a more holistic kind of whole lifestyle approach way of being but I think yeah I think I was very nervous and worried about what people would think and just finding any ways to any ways that work for you of just sort of letting that go and has writing been one of those ways for you yeah I think so it's helped with my confidence as well in in that it's something that I've done professionally so there was an element for me of it being something I could feel secure in Mm. but even if that isn't the case because most people probably use some form of writing in their their daily life or their work but there are so many completely different kinds the writing I did for work didn't didn't really have any or many similarities with the writing I do for myself and my well-being in journaling but it, it gave me a little bit of a launching point I think to be confident that writing was where I felt sort of safe and comfortable because people had told me when I was at school and in my GCSEs and in my A-levels and in my degree they were like yes writing tick you can do that (laughs) (laughs) so it was a safe launching space for Mm. me but it's silly that you well that I felt like I needed that because you don't need any kind of permission to start writing and just get going and then screw it up at the end and throw it away (laughs) and that's a huge hugely valuable exercise even if no one's ever going to read it if you're not going to read it back yourself yeah that's such a great exercise to start with and you're absolutely right the only permission needed is the permission that you can offer to yourself so do you have any last words of kindness that you'd like to offer to our listeners yeah I I don't think anybody is too quiet I don't think there should be anyone telling us we're too quiet yeah yeah so not not to worry about being quiet because it's an amazing skill I bet you can think of some people who need to learn to be a bit quieter (laughs) (laughs) I think there shouldn't be a pressure to be loud no there are far too many people who are far too loud (laughs) (laughs) and be quiet and be comfortable with your with your quietness yeah and there are so so many beautiful and much needed skills and qualities in those of us who are quieter um we make amazing listeners for starters yeah (laughs) I think so so don't sort of I don't think people should feel that they need to apologize for being quiet oh I love that yeah you don't have to apologize for being quiet it's only if you feel it's limiting yourself and then you can find small ways to kind of unlimit (laughs) yourself (laughs) exactly and it's recognizing the difference between growing because it serves and benefits us and shifting those unhelpful beliefs whilst embracing our our true selves versus feeling like we have to change because we think that we're just not good enough because but the the truth is is that you know the world needs those of us who are more quiet and the the qualities that that we bring with that yeah definitely Mm. I think yeah I think it's a very and that actually comes right back to my 
what we were saying at the beginning about the kind of branding that I've settled on for my Strength in Feathers community interest company mm. is that combining the the strength and the confidence and feeling really sort of grounded and settled with actually it can be something quiet and delicate like a feather and it doesn't need to be um, loud and brash and in your face but it can still be really quite confident and strong uh, we're just a bunch of feathers. We are. We're just bloody feathers. <laughs> I love that. Really <laughs> grounded feathers, whatever. <laughs> well, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Emily, and I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing your thoughts with us. Oh, well, thank you for having me. And it's. I think there are so many shared values between um, between quiet connections and between what I'm what I'm starting up with yeah. strengths and feathers so I think it's it's and it's so important to collaborate when we have those opportunities and and talk to each other and share what we're excited about and all that kind of thing so yeah thank you for having me as yeah. well yeah absolutely well I hope you have a lovely day and I'm sure we'll speak again soon yeah and you okay thanks bye so if you'd like to find out more about any of Emily's writing for wellbeing workshops, then you can pop on over to her website, which is strengthinfeathers.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. And our next episode will be Hayley speaking with the amazing Vicky Otter, who is a wellbeing coach. This is an episode that you don't want to miss. They are getting into some really interesting pieces around why our thoughts are not our reality and how we can start to let go of feeling like we're not good enough. And in the meantime, stay connected. Thanks for listening. You can find the show notes from this episode at quietconnections.co.uk. If you found this episode helpful, then please tell a friend about it or share on social media. With gratitude for the support of the National Lottery Community Fund.